When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Grant Findley Shiris. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jeff. How are you doing? Fantastic. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners who you are and where you're from? So my name is Grant Finley Shiris. I'm the co-founder and CEO of parkbench.com, which is a really cool relationship building and business building tool for agents. And I am originally from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I now live in the Okanagan Valley, which is a little in the interior and loving life near a lake. Excellent. And we will certainly get into Parkbench. We have a lot of alignment in the value proposition that Parkbench offers. So we'll dive into that in depth here in a second. But what got you into the real estate industry? My wife. <laughs> uh, so I, my original background is I'm, an, I'm a health guy. So I had a fitness franchise and I was just trying to build my fitness brand and build my fitness business and then help my trainers build their business. And then I met uh, my now wife, Amanda Newman, who was a realtor at the time. And both of us, we're both local service professionals. I think there's so many cool things that realtors can learn from other local service professionals. How do other local service professionals build their business? Because that's really what real estate is. And so we were just coming up with ideas of how to grow our business. And one of them turned into Park Bench, where we, we came up with this idea to help her real estate business grow in her community that she farmed to help me and my trainers grow their business and their communities it worked. And then what happened was a realtor came to us and said, Hey, they thought we had paid some company to do this thing that we now call park bench, but it was just me and my friends. We kind of put this technology together and this system together. Hmm. So these realtors came to us seeing what we were doing in our community. And they said, Hey, I really, you guys have blown up. You guys are like the number one people in your community in the matter of months it seems, how'd you do this? And then we showed them and they're like, I want that. How do I get this? And then me and my wife looked at each other and we said, hmm, I wonder how many realtors would want our solution, would want our system that helped us build our brand and our business and our community. And it turns out eight years later, 
thousands uh, all over North America and even in other countries. So it's been a really cool last eight years where I left the fitness business to join my wife in real estate because all I was doing before was helping fitness trainers leave the slavery of gyms and start their own business and grow their own business. And I find that realtors need the same thing. They struggle in the traditional brokerage model to start, grow and operate their business. And uh, I enjoy helping them do that because, you know, entrepreneurship is a wonderful thing if you're successful. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about success in entrepreneurship, this podcast really focused on the action items for success. As Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. And I'm curious throughout your journey, and this could be all the way from the fitness world to the real estate kind of technology world. Uh, what's the single most important action that you've taken on a daily basis that has attributed most to your success? Keep it simple. You know, like there's so many things you can do and there's so many companies trying to sell you things. I mean, realtors complain about being sold all day, every day by some company kind of like mine. I'm sold five, 10 times a day by companies out there trying to sell me services on new software that I could be using and recruitment services and lead gen services and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And business is really simple. And I find that most businesses need to find their play. You know, if you follow football, you know, there's one team, Randy Moss and Brett Favre, they had this like dynamic duo back in the day where it was just Randy run to the end zone. I'm going to throw you the ball. We're going to do that over and over again, and we're going to win a Super Bowl. And that's exactly what they did. And, and you look in sports and you look in business, some people, they find their geographic niche. They find their, you know, they, they do pre-construction, they do land, they do, they find their thing and then they shut, put the blinders on and they just execute and they just go do it and they just keep their business simple. And with real estate, it's so simple. Find out what the, pick, and pick usually a geographic area. It's usually the most proven way to build a business. And, and it's lifestyle-wise, it's great to work near where you live so you don't have to travel around a bunch. Pick a geographic area. Find out what the people in that geographic area want. The people who live and work there, find out what they want. Go give it to them. And that helps you build a relationship that when you follow up and stay in touch with them, giving them more things that they want, they will end up calling you to help them list or buy a home. Hmm. That's it. You don't need a whole bunch of technology. You don't need, you, you need to work hard and you need to have a, a, a routine and a system that you run that works. Some of you may be cold callers and that works for you. Go for it. Then, then, then if you're a cold caller and you love it and you make a lot of money doing it, then don't listen to anyone who's telling you that you need to be on social media and you need to buy leads on Facebook. You need, don't listen to them. Just keep cold calling. If you like it and you're good at it and it works for you, just do it. If it doesn't, go find the thing that does. So I think realtors, um, they run around like a chicken with no head on it and they, and they are distracted by shiny objects. And all the great realtors I know, they keep it really simple and they do the same thing over and over and over again. And the reason why they're able to do that because some agents struggle to do the same thing over and over and over again. And I say, the only reason why you struggle to do the same thing that works over and over and over again is because you don't enjoy it. Mm. So if you enjoy it, then that's the right plan for you. 
Well put. I like the concept of keeping it simple. Some of the most brilliant ideas are simple and complication leads to analysis paralysis and so many other infectious diseases that just kill businesses, right? When you get overly complex and you get spread too thin, you get into the start stop syndrome where you're just like, start this, uh, stop. And then you start this and you stop and you start this and you stop. You're not actually seeing things through. And so the, the brilliance of what you just said is putting the blinders on, which is so hard to do in today's world. You know, Tim Ferriss talks about going on a low information diet. I subscribed to that 10 years ago when I read the four hour work week, I started turning off all the notifications on my phone. I handle things in batches. Even my fiance knows if yeah. she's like really in trouble or something, she's probably going to call someone else sadly, because my phone is literally most times like do not disturb. Of course, she's on my favorites. It would ring through, but she jokes about that. Cause like I will get to text messages eight hours later because I do them all in batches. I don't let it distract me totally. and take me, oh, here's my focus now. Boom, boom. Yeah. One last thing on this is that Darren Hardy talks about taking 21 minutes. If you're in a deep focus state and you get distracted, it takes you 21 minutes to get back to that level of focus on that task again. So if yeah. you're constantly distracted every three to five minutes, you're never getting anything done. So I'm a big subscriber to that. I love the concept of keeping it simple. And there's two things. There's two things that the top agents do, and they try to delegate or outsource everything else. Prospect, serve my client. That's it. That's the business of real estate. Prospect and get clients, then go serve them. Everything else, and even a bunch of tasks inside those tasks, you should be trying to get rid of and do less of, say no to, get other people to do, because you cannot delegate and outsource you talking to someone who might be your client, and then you talking to your client to make them feel the things that they need to feel so they become a raving fan and refer you business after. Great point. Now, we're at the thousand foot view right now. Let's dive in. Let's talk about Park Bench in detail. So exactly what is it? First of all, you briefly described it in your initial description, but I want to make sure it's crystal clear for everyone that's listening exactly what it is. And then let's talk about how it helps you become this local leader, this mayor of your community, right? Go for it. So I'll go on the thread of keeping it simple and giving, finding out what people want and giving it to them. So my wife and I, when we have learned this, we said, okay, we want to do business with the homeowners in our neighborhood. We want to get referrals from the homeowners and business owners and professionals in our neighborhood. So what do they want? And if you were to go do the research, you'd find homeowners want to know what's going on around them. They want to know local news, local events, local deals. They want to know the schools, the businesses. They want to know uh, any happy hours and specials, um, homes for sales. One of the things, it's not, it's not the main thing though, and realtors really struggle with, with sharing too much real estate content, which most people don't care about on a daily basis. Right. What people care about is like the stuff that would go into the local newspaper and then businesses and professionals in the community and nonprofits and schools and stuff. What do they care about? They care about promoting their thing. Schools got events and programming. They want to promote nonprofits have their charities, uh, businesses and professionals have their products or services, their events, their promotions. So this is what they want. 
how do you go give them that? Park Bench was made for my wife and I, and now to help realtors give them this. And the best way to do this is through a neighborhood website. You know, there was this old school, you know, this is just an evolution. Like I'm not some genius, like Craig Proctor is an old school, like marketing guru in real estate. Killer and he had this, sorry. He's a killer copywriter for real oh, estate. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And one of his ideas, cause he was like, let's do ads in newspapers and magazines and then online. And then he was like, Hmm, maybe we should create our own magazine. Maybe realtors should create their own magazine or newspaper. So he had this whole concept where realtors would create a news, a physical, this is pretty much before the internet, a physical newspaper for the neighborhood. And the realtor would usually have to pay like $2,400, $3,600 in addition. They'd probably do this like once a quarter. And then there's all this work to like get advertisers for the paper, get content for the paper, just so that realtor could put their ads in the paper and then have this paper go out to the community. The agents who did this, it worked because the paper gave value to the people, had their information in it. People then saw them as a local market expert and gave them calls. But that took a lot of work. Parkbench, me and my really smart developers, we figured out how to take that idea, automate all of it, and put it online. So we have this technology, and as far as I know, we're the only company that does this, where you know I live in Kelowna, BC now. I can create a website for Kelowna in 15 minutes, and it will automatically find information on the internet about Kelowna. Because I don't need to make news or make events. A realtor doesn't need to make the content. They just need to go find it. The cool thing about AI and machine learning is it can do it for you. And so we built this really cool technology that finds content all over the internet, grabs it, organizes it, categorizes it, auto updates every single day. So that when, a, when my wife and I use this technology and realtors use this technology, it's like, boom, within one day from getting signing up for Parkbench, I now have the most comprehensive resource for my community to keep people up to date, give them the local news events and deals. And the businesses can kind of like a Yelp and Yellow Pages and Groupon, they can create an account and put up their profile and put them up, put up deals and sales and specials. So it's a free place because I tell agents never charge for this. You pay the money, you pay the time to make this because people will value that you put that time and money into giving them this resource and the reciprocation of the value of the time and the money that you put into this Which is you really want. referrals, is relationships, is promotion. Okay. So you pay to get this done realtor, just like my wife and I, and you pay way less than we did. Um, and, uh, you have a free platform for local businesses to help them build their business, which is so timely right now. What a amazing resource for realtors to give their community at a time like this post-COVID where businesses need help. And you have this online news source for the community. Now, when you have this platform, the way you use it is different than a realtor may think about using a website because they look at Parkbench, they go, oh, I have a website for my neighborhood. How do I get traffic to it? And how do I get people to fill in some forms to generate leads? That's the the typical mindset around websites because that's the use of most websites. The best use 
And Parkbench does do that. Traffic goes to it. There's lots of SEO ranking because of all the content we put on it and leads are generated from it. But it's not the highest best use of a neighborhood website with this information functionality. The highest and best use for a realtor is to take this website and treat it like they used to calendars. So back in the day, you ask a realtor, why are you buying calendars? And they go, well, smartphones didn't exist. A calendar is a reason for me to go talk to people. It's something that people need. It's an excuse to say hello and to actually lead with something of value first before talking about real estate. That was the whole play of the calendar. Buy a bunch of calendars, walk around the community, give them to people, start a conversation. And in that conversation, you're going to get to get to know them, build a relationship and talk about real estate needs. But the calendar is the start of it. A neighborhood website, because no one needs calendars anymore. They don't need notepads. They don't need pens. They don't need shit with their fucking face on it. What they need, pardon my language, what they need is a resource for their life in their community. So when you have a website for the community, you now can start conversations with every single person in the community to say, hey, you know, my name's Grant and I'm the ambassador of this new website for Kelowna. And I'd love to get to know you and feature you on it and help you use it to help you have a better business or better quality of life here. You want to be featured and use the website? Everyone says yes to that. And then what the realtor and what my wife and I experienced was, wow, this website helps us fill our calendar up with meetings because the simplicity of real estate is if you fill your calendar up with meetings with people where you get to know them and you give them value, you will fill your bank account up with money, period. That's real estate. Fill your calendar up with meetings where you get to know people and give them value and you will fill your bank account up with money. And, and so my wife and I did this. It worked. We now have thousands of realtors we've helped. I think we tried calculating. We haven't reached a billion in commissions yet earned over the last eight years, but it's in the hundreds of millions of commissions earned from realtors who follow this simple play of, I have this resource to give people. I say this script. I get to talk to people. I give them the value of the platform. I then get to ask them if and when they're moving. And then one out of every, we're finding 14 people they do this with becomes a client or refers them business. That's a way better conversion rate than an online lead. And it's way more fun. Because you're giving value to people. You're getting to know people. You're interviewing people. You're learning their stories. You're sharing their stories. You're helping small businesses. You're being a leader for your community. And and another one of my favorite, I'll have to give a shout out to Ricky Carruth. I know him and, and he has this really great line. And he says, one of the keys to business and life is if you, because so many realtors are chasing transactions, they're chasing paychecks. And that, even if you're successful at it, will get real boring you will lose energy and fulfillment for chasing transactions and chasing leads and chasing money. If you go out first to help people, you will have a lot of fun and you will also make a lot of money. And and my mission at Parkbench is to help agents be a leader of their community because it's fun. It's good for the reputation of the realtor and it makes a lot of money. 
It's all about relationships. Honestly, that's what life is about. Whatever product you're selling, it's not about the product. It's always a people business. It's always a people business. Even the ones you think, nah, that, you know, that's so obscure. No, it's still a people business. (laughs) You have to deal with people. And that really is what it's all about. So what I like about Parkbench is it's in line with, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's in line with Gary Vee's strategy Mm -hmm. of being a digital mayor, except instead of doing it on social media only, it's a machine learning AI enhanced website, which it seems like it has that kind of glossy feel of a magazine, right? When someone like sees their name and print on a magazine, that's powerful to them. And it's similar on a website. If it's a social media post, it gets buried. Well, it's not maybe as cool or as powerful, but when they see it, oh, front and center on today's, you know, local website that they can see that many of their community members are looking at and watching, it has a little bit more um, I don't know, prowess, I guess. So well, here, with that, so Gary V, sorry, a lot of people have talked about this idea of, of, you know, he said, go out and interview people in the community and feature them and, and, and do that here. He has never done it before. And, and here's what agents run up to the problem. If you go up to someone of influence who you would want to have a relationship with, you know, the influencers, the leaders of your community, the the popular business owners, the principals, the teachers, the, you know, the figureheads. These are the people you want to build relationships with um, strategically. However, the problem is they know lots of realtors. So if you go up to them and say, hey, I'm a realtor and I want to interview you for my Facebook, for my Instagram, my YouTube, a bunch of them will say, thank you, but no thank you, because I don't want to affiliate myself with one realtor because I need to be like Switzerland. I need to, you know, I have, I know lots of realtors. I don't want this to affect any of my referral sources. And, you know, so a lot of people will say no, because why would they want to be interviewed on a real estate agent's website or Facebook or YouTube? So the creative solution that we came up with was this local platform that's not owned by the realtor. So when you go up to those same influencers to say, hey, it'll be no different than the news channel saying, hey, you want to be interviewed? Absolutely. No one says no to being interviewed by a third party media channel. So Park Bench, some realtors are like, well, I want, I want this neighborhood website on my own domain. I'm like, no, you don't because you will lose access to people if you only do it on your own channels. If you can affiliate yourself with a third party that those people would want to be a part of, then you get access to more people. And that's really the game, relationships with the people of influence. Um, And so that's why a lot of people have heard Gary Vee and heard Tom Ferry and heard these other people say like, yeah, go out and interview interview people. We've helped agents make more money doing it and help more agents actually do it. And it's because there's this tiny, weird nuance that only when you get into it and start doing it, you realize, oh, I can't just do it on my social media and have it work. Because even if someone says yes to being interviewed and you put that video or that podcast online, they're not going to promote it. And their friends and fans are not going to promote it because it's, it's a realtor's thing. But if you put that same stuff on a third party, everyone starts promoting it. And this is how you get lots of word of mouth for what you do. So 
yeah, it's a very similar idea. It's a great idea what Gary Vee has been saying for so long. Um, I think we just help people actually execute it because we've learned over time how to do it. And we give them the how, not just the what. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm curious about your mix of residential to commercial agents. Do commercial agents ever see success uh, with this? We're doing a pilot project with Collier's right now. Commercial agents. So here's the most effective play for commercial agents. It's not being a neighborhood expert. So commercial agents, be, are, are their, their ideal situation is they become a vertical expert. So they become the tech startup leasing company, commercial broker, or they become the storage commercial broker or the funeral home commercial broker. And they do it in a big geographic area, like a big giant metro area, you know, or, or, or even provincially across the whole province or state. And our platform was very much about creating these neighborhood sub websites, these neighborhood web pages on our platform. And so who wants to go deep into a neighborhood? We find realtors for the most, like it's most beneficial for them. Sometimes mortgage brokers and insurance agents, but again, they don't care about being as neighborhood focused. We've actually had digital marketers do it because say you're a digital marketer and say your ideal clientele are the small businesses in a community, then, hey, we've helped digital marketers give value to those small businesses, build relationships with those small businesses. And then once that happens, the business flows in. Right. So yeah, residential has been our main thing. Like 97% of our customers are residential realtors. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. So I'm a commercial agent. So I was trying to think of applications of how that could possibly be used. And it seems like there's potential there, but it's definitely geared towards residential, which is yeah. Okay. I, I have mean, this. I have this commercial agent in Toronto. He wants to be the storage guy. So I said, okay, I'm not going to put your face anywhere. And this is the true testament to relationships, the value of relationships that people really. I, I, I find um, real estate professionals, commercial and residential, they undervalue the value of a relationship. They undervalue. Everyone talks a big game about it's all about relationships, but like. Are you spending enough time and money to demonstrate you truly value the value you can get from a relationship? So to epitomize this, I told the commercial broker, I said, listen, I'm not putting your face anywhere on the Toronto websites because there's, you know, a hundred different neighborhood websites inside Toronto, a big metro area. And I said, and and you know what? It isn't going to matter because no one's going to use you because they saw your face on a website. They're going to use you and they're going to refer you because they know you, they like you, they trust you, and they want to do something for you because you did something for them. And when you, and so he's now interviewing and featuring all the storage businesses and moving companies who are the biggest referral source to storage companies so that he can then make constructive connections that help these businesses grow, which then turn into referrals for him. And that's what he has found is, holy, there's this big list. I, I already had a list of all the people I wanted to do business with, but I just had a hard time getting in touch with them. Now that I'm the ambassador for storage companies in Toronto on Park Bench, and I go interview and feature them, I can get access to them in seconds. And then I meet them. 
And then I give them value. And then I build a relationship with them. And then now he's gotten more business and had nothing. And so he, so I'm excited. I was excited about that because he didn't even ask to have his face. He didn't even push to have his face anywhere on the website because he knows it doesn't matter. A brand brand impressions are overvalued. Relationships and giving value is undervalued. I see that as a big trend in real estate. Absolutely. One of my core beliefs is that I never underestimate the value of a new connection. And it's apparent with, you know, everyone that I get in touch with, podcast guests, I'm always staying in touch, adding value, you know, adding them to my investor list if they want to see off-market deals, seeing what they're interested in, how can I add value. And that concept of interviewing to create rapport and then gaining clients, it works because it happens all the time with this podcast. You know, yeah. this podcast is a testament of that. I interview top brokers that are not my clients all the time. And because we have an amazing conversation, they see that I'm competent and I'm the real deal. They then are so much more open to having a free strategy session oh, or, right. you know, hey, by the way, like you said something in, in the podcast, it got my, my gears turning. I want to talk about that. It happens all the time. So Absolutely. You know, it's, it's no wonder that Park Bench is successful, right? Yeah, it's the same we, model. We only work with one realtor per neighborhood. And so I tell, I do webinars and stuff all the time. I tell agents, I say, listen, if you can't work with us, still do it. <laughs> I tell them the secret, still go create a, a podcast like you have, a YouTube show, a Facebook, still do it. You, will, you, will, you might get no's from some people who would say yes if you had a neighborhood right. platform to do it on, but you still will get yeses. You still will build relationships. You'll still meet people quickly and easily. You'll still grow your business this way. We just put that idea on steroids kind of thing. But I think it's, I, I told my friends who are venture capitalists, I'm like, you guys should have a, a podcast because you guys should be interviewing startups as a way to build relationships with them because you know that they're also choosing you versus you choosing them too. And then you have friends who are like wealth advisors. I'm like, you guys should do a podcast too because like you guys should interview people who are wealthy because right. like that's your, that's your ideal clientele. You know, it, this idea of interviewing people learning about their story, sharing their story, letting them talk, helping them out, I think is the fastest way to build a high quality relationship that converts. Mm, powerful words. And I believe it. This podcast has been an amazing investment. Started it this year and definitely am seeing ROI. And by the way, it's also fun, like you're saying, you know? So, having this as a base, as a consistent activity to do, to fill my calendar, to have quality conversations like this is awesome. And then for me, the extra layer is now the digital marketing and everything else that can now enhance it. Because mm -hmm. now I have a long form asset that's valuable to be able to repurpose across, you know, 70 different posts throughout that week on five different platforms. Yep. I've already done the work creating this podcast and this video now the team that I've put into place now splits it up and puts it out on social media. I have something to talk about, right? And it's valuable. And then past that, we can then activate all the ads and the other things. But having just the advertising piece without the valuable content, without the referral business, without the consistent meetings, it doesn't work nearly the same. Totally. And like you said, that's, that's when you get budget fatigue. All of a sudden you're six months in and you're like, oh gosh, I don't know if this ad campaign's working, it's because you're leaning everything into that ad campaign, banking it's going to work. You yeah. got to have 
other things going on. And that's why typically we work with brokers that are between the 20 million and 100 million mark in gross annual transactions because mm -hmm. they've gotten to the point where they ha have built a referral business, they have a small team, and they do want to get to that next level, which in a lot of cases now we can pour fuel on the fire. Correct. But when a brand new agent comes to me and they're like, I want to run ads, I'm like, go close some deals. <laughs> yeah, no, t totally. And, and, and yeah. I, it's not a, I tell agents, like, I have nothing against any form of marketing advertising because the reason why they all exist is because they do all work. The question is, should you do it? And, and in and, what sequence? And in what sequence, what order yeah. should you do it based on your personality, your values, your skill set? And then what exactly, what order should you do it in? And you can hustle your way to six figures just by sure. talking to people, getting to know people, doing the fundamentals of real estate. Then you can probably still even hustle a little bit longer and just keep being patient, layering relationships over and over and over again. It's when when you want to have teams and when you want to have brokerages, you need more streams. And this is where digital marketing really comes in. And it's a huge investment to do it properly. Not only commitment-wise, you've got to do like, like just like anything. You've got to do everything for at least a year before you figure yep. out if it actually works or not. And, and you've got to really make sure you make the, not just the investment in the ad, but the investment in all the systems and the training to, to make sure that it's handled correctly so that you maximize the return um, on it. Because you can definitely lose money if you don't do it properly, but you can definitely make a lot of money if you do. Nailed it. And one of my top clients says the same thing. You got to try something for a year. If you're not going to try it for a year, don't even start. You're not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> so love that concept. Hey, we're, uh, we're coming up on time here, but I do want to ask uh, more a question about your personal journey, your beliefs. Seems like you have a good routine, right? You come from a fitness background, probably take care of yourself. I'm curious, in the last five years, if you have any new belief, behavior, or habit that has most improved your life? Uh, this is a podcast you can't quite see. I mean, I wonder if this would be a YouTube show as well. Yeah, I'm, lifting up, I'm lifting up um, this notepad that I created for myself because I knew that I needed to, one, focus on what I'm grateful and appreciative of every single day because you don't always wake up with energy. You don't always wake up in a good mood. And so you have to trigger yourself to get in that good mood. Then um, I've done a lot of learning around, I want to say meditation, but the idea of attracting or being on the vibration of the result you're trying to get. Um, and that's a combination of being clear about what is the result that I'm trying to go after today. You know, yes, I can have my 10x goals or whatever, but I, I think people benefit most from, and me especially, I benefit most from writing down like, what is the outcome I'm trying to get today? Then when I look at my calendar and look at everything that's happening, it's like, what are the outcomes that I'm going to try to make happen? What's the tasks I need to do? And so every day I'm doing this. It's like every day I'm writing a mini business plan with, okay, I put myself in a good state. I think about my outcome. What are the tasks I need to do to make that outcome happen? Because it's not going to magically happen. I know I got to think about it, but I also got to do stuff about it. And then how am I going to be while I do this work? Because you can do work and not get a result because your energy and your aura and your being while you do it isn't appropriate. And then 
reminding myself, because I'm thinking really small right now. I'm thinking today's outcome. I'm thinking today's task. I'm thinking today's being. I got to remind myself every single day why I'm doing this. Like, What's the big life goals that I'm, I'm in, continually need to remind myself is like, why I'm doing this. Um, and the final thing is, who am I to m- make this happen? Because sometimes you are stepping out of your comfort zone and you feel like you're an imposter, or you feel like you're not good enough or whatever. And sometimes you need to start to like, either through affirmations or reminders, either you're, you're pulling yourself to being a closer because you haven't closed a deal in a while and you got to remind yourself, no, I am a freaking closer. I am a good negotiator. I am a good business person. I am an entrepreneur or, you know, for me, one of the things right now is like, I want to be the number one tennis player in the Okanagan. So I'm reminding myself that even though I'm older and my body is breaking down in many ways, shapes or forms, like I'm an athlete, I'm a top producing athlete. I used to be one. I am one again. And like, these are the identity we do and we don't do things well or not well because of who we think we are. So I constantly am reminding myself that. So that, that's been a huge thing. The last five years, I would say journaling and, and journaling about this kind of stuff has helped me get more results in my life um, and feel good as I'm doing it. Amazing. I love every step of that. And it's very much in line with what my journaling looks like. So good on you for that. You know, we, we came to those conclusions from completely separate lives, but it is so powerful. I had to join a very expensive mastermind and then ask these guys in their early 30s making a million dollars a month hey, what was the most valuable single thing that you've introduced in your life in the last 12 months, right? What added the most value to the bottom line? Like what had the greatest impact? And they said, journaling. I was like, what? <laughs> right? It wasn't some tactic, some widget, some this, some one-liner. It was like, no, yeah, just reflection, journaling, and literally writing out so that I can correct the mistakes, set my mindset up properly, and make sure that I'm continuing to focus on what's most important and chip away at it. So critical, really glad that you mentioned that. Hey, is there a question I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? Well, I wanna ask you, what do you think is something new that agents are doing in this COVID, post COVID world that is working? Great question. So as far as COVID, post COVID, you know, the virtual tour thing blew up, the Matterport, you know, it got even more important to do that type of stuff. I think that the most important thing that you can be doing right now is being a hyper local presence. So we've focused a lot, even when it comes down to like pay-per-click campaigns, instead of best real estate agent, Los Angeles, we would target best real estate agent, Culver city and these little tiny suburbs and these little Mm -hmm. tiny areas. Mm -hmm. And we would be targeting, creating Facebook groups around, you know, for sale by owner for, you know, Valencia or what, like these smaller areas, because ironically, that's the way to compete with the Zillow's, the realtor.com's, the giants. It's by going yeah. hyper local and leaning yeah. into that. So if there's one thing that I have to say, cause there are other things, but I would say hyper local is the key and park bench fits right in there. Yeah, I think we, we definitely have benefited from, I think, the theme. When I hear that question from people, I say community marketing. And community to me is neighborhood, hyperlocal. There's so many ways of doing it. There's so many ways of doing community-based, community-driven marketing. 
there's relational ways of doing it. There's SEO ways, there's digital ad ways, there's physical ways. There's so many ways. And I think community marketing, and I don't I selfishly, I'm saying this for myself, but I've been, I've been going uphill the last eight years against social media marketing as a community marketing company. And I am excited for, I think the next 10 years, I think it's going to switch. I think social media is starting to get fatigue for lots of reasons. And I think community-based marketing, which still does involve social media and online, but with the focus on community, I think is going to have the next wave. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think you're too far off there. So I agree. How I can agree. listeners contact you if they're interested or if they want to learn more about yeah, Parkbench? Yeah. Uh, Grant FS official on social media. I think I created Grant FS back in the day. I can't get into that account. I got to make another version of my own name. So Grant FS official on social media. If you're a realtor and you want to check us out, you go to parkbench.com. There's a simple form for you to, you know, have one of my team call you so you can take a look at what we do and see if it's right for you. Uh, my email is grant at parkbench.com. Pretty simple. So do reach out. And, and I'd love to help you grow your business if you're listening, if you're relationship and referral based and you want to give back to your community, then we can, we can help. Awesome. Grant Findlay Shearis, everyone from Park Bench. Thank you so much for being here talking about community marketing, hyperlocal and the power of Park Bench. Everyone reach out to him if they're interested. And I know that my listeners definitely got value from this because I did. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.